How's it, everybody? It's another week of the podcast. We just completed two weeks of session two. I am on a roll here. And I know the last time I was speaking, it was like my birthday time. So I think I was riding that high. Although in terms of shopping, I feel like it's like birth month. And I've been kind of going cray with treating myself, I guess. Doesn't help that Amazon Prime was on July 11 and 12, which was still kind of stemming off birth week. So I don't think I went nuts, though, on Amazon. I definitely started buying shit on other websites <laughs> that wasn't Amazon. So maybe I'm still riding that high. I'm like, it's my birth month. So I'm just buying me something pretty. But anyway, I still got some schoolwork done in between. And I'm really liking this class for week two. I think what I'm learning and the kinds of readings that we're having is just so different from the kinds of research that we've been studying for the past two years when I started this program. And in week two, there's this focus on people, places, and passion. And the assignment for this week was we were essentially writing our autobiography in a way that's different from what we normally did, right? So in the first week, we were supposed to write a little bit about ourselves. And we usually give the professional version of ourselves. You know, where did you go to school? What kind of degrees do you have? You know, what have you been doing? What brought you here? You know, what kind of topics are you looking for? You know, what is basically what is your educational and professional background? And in this week, we kind of pivot that same idea of our own biography. But it says in our readings that in order to relate to indigenous communities when you're doing indigenous research is to take a different approach to the way you introduce yourself, your biography in it. And it's funny because I feel like there's this boilerplate, right? So in week one, when we're all giving our spiel, we, we've done it so many times before. We give that LinkedIn professional version of ourselves, right? I went to UH. I got my bachelor's in communications. I got my master's at Washington State in communications and, you know, my journey to falling into the education sector. And to take a different approach, and now it's not really a professional biography anymore, it's a personal biography, with still this lens of, you know, what industry you're in, which is education, and relating it back in a different way to your educational journey that, you know, I am on. So our assignment for this week was to do a personal bio with people, like, where are you from? Who are you, right? What is your background in terms of your ethnicity or your community. You're talking about places and, and some questions are there. Who are your people? What is your clan? Who are your ancestors? Where are you from in that way? And then lastly, passion, right? Your perspectives of passion. What are you passionate about in your topic that you want to bring to the as an educational researcher into the educational space? And while all still having this thorough line of education and educational research, it was taking a different approach and far more personal in the way that talks about my heritage and ethnicity and where are my ancestors from. And, you know, me personally, I am 100% Filipino, but I feel like in this kind of affirmative action, workplace harassment kind of, you know, sensitive world in the workplace, it's almost like you can't even bring up 
those kinds of things because any kind of wrong way, you're just like fucking cancel culture in it, right? Because in a way, it's like you can't bring that up without perhaps writing that line of sounding offensive, even if you didn't mean to, because you're bringing up gender, race, ethnicity, all that kind of stuff, you know? And to talk about myself in this way, I kind of haven't done it before. Maybe I've done it for like classes back in high school or early in my undergrad, but those were for specific purposes, right? And I think that falls in that line of this specific purpose is you're trying to relate to someone on a different level. And for example, if you're trying to relate to indigenous people and they have their own culture and way of doing it, to share your own culture, your background, and take away that sort of like professional aspect of it, I thought was really interesting. And it really kind of made me think more inward, even though I wouldn't say it's a boilerplate, but I know who I am. And it was easy to sort of answer the questions, but to think more of it in this place. And it's been a minute since I've had to think about that was kind of fun and really interesting in terms of sharing with my cohort who I didn't know those things about them. So I'm reading their replies to it this morning and late last night and just seeing like their background. And, you know, I took a guess of like what they could be. And then maybe casually in passing, my cohort classmates have mentioned, you know, their background. But to really hear it from formal, personal level, because this is an assignment for class, I thought was like so great. Like I'm just it's just so great that I'm learning more about my own cohort members that I wouldn't ever see a side of because we don't talk about that kinds of things, right? We're here focused on doing one thing, but to share and to hear their stories about themselves in that way is just so interesting and so much fun. And I had fun sharing my side of myself in that way. So I don't normally ever read like everybody's responses when we have to post on a discussion forum. But because one, we are a small class of six and two, I know almost everybody except one. The other person is not in our cohort. I just like I read everybody's one and I was so excited to read all of them. I was very interested in reading all of them. And I'm still deciding the other part of this assignment is that we have to reply to one of our classmates. And I'm like trying to choose which one should I reply to because I want to reply to all of them. But in terms of earning points, for this assignment, you know, I have to pick one and I feel like it's really hard because all of them are so interesting and I could have an even longer, deeper conversation. I feel like that part of the assignment of replying to one of my classmates is one of the easiest things I have to do this semester. I feel like this summer session, you know, because I'm genuinely curious about their background and then we have question prompts to answer for this reply. And I'm just like really stoked too for anyone that I choose among my classmates to see, you know, have that conversation about our backgrounds and our educational journey here. It's just, I'm just so amazed and so happy that I get to learn more about my cohort classmates in a different way than we've, than we've seen. Cause it, it's like the first two years when we get a new professor, they're like, I know you guys know each other, but I don't know you. And like, let me get to know you. And, you know, you like hear the same old, there's nine of us and you hear the same old eight things the whole time, even yourself. Okay. Nine. So it's like, okay, I've been there, done that. I already know you. Like we could all tell each other's topic, this, this and that. And to hear each other's one in a different way, that's so brand new. 
yet I've known these people for two years and I've never met any of them in person yet. Crazy. But yeah, I just think it's just so awesome to get to know them in this way and, and to hear their background from their own mouth and to just get to know them better in that way. So I really enjoyed last week's assignment, you know, on top of having to work with a, an assignment that's due in the third week of class. So we've had this long, I want to call it a long paper, but a paper that was due given off the bat week one and that was due in week three. So um, that's something I was kind of working on in the meantime while I was trying to do week two's weekly assignment. So I really thought that was interesting and just being self-reflective of where I came from, you know, represent Waipahu, raised in Waipahu and don't live there anymore, but my family still does. And this dichotomy of being from one place and living in another, you know, makes, I think, appreciate where you came from even more. And I think I settled possibly on one of my classmates that I will reply to because they said that they have some family from like Aleva Heights, which is basically like Kalihi. And, you know, I'm going to say like I have family in Kalihi. I didn't see that in mine, but I just meant more in terms of like my immediate family, right? My parents and my siblings, like they're all and majority of them are still in Waipahu. Yeah, I think I might go there. You know, it's Kalihi Waipahu, you know, that's where all the Filipinos are at anyway, right? It's one or the other. And that's kind of the thing I grew up with. I think I might reply in terms of that because one of the question prompts was, you know, what do you have? What similarities do you see, you know, amongst each other? And I think that's great, too, is that that's how talking story kind of gets started. Right. And seeing why it's important for us Hawaii people to be like, what school you went, you know, because I think that's just a conversation starter. Right. Or like, oh, you know, blah, 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 you know, so and so. Because like, like I said, this island, this state is so small, you know, that you have to ask because I think the odds are are really in your favor that they might know that person. You know, we were doing this before Facebook networked all of us. You know, it's just Facebook made it a bit easier to figure out who knows who. And that's, that's the fun part, I feel like. When you set roots here and your family's here and you go back, I feel like that's why it matters so much to us Hawaii people and what school you went because you might know some people you know and then that's how you bond more. And that's, I think, in a way, how you forge lifelong new friends over time. Anyway, that other assignment that I was talking about is called our educational autobiography. And again, there's this theme of the first three weeks here of looking at oneself, my professional biography, now our personal biography in week two, and then all the while working on our educational autobiography to which similar, I feel like to the assignments of week one and two, still talking about what drew us here, what started our educational journey, right? And we're supposed to write this in first person present tense, which is something we don't ever do in like normal research writing, which it's really not first person usually. And it's always in past tense, like it already happened. So this change up here already with it being first person and present tense is already something different. And I think I mentioned this last week of this storytelling aspect of this kind of research, which I really, really love, which is why the readings that we have, which is a lot, there are a lot of readings that we have to do, not surprised in this, um, you know, PhD level course, but they're sharing their stories with the readers. And there is this personal element to it that brings into it. And, and it shows how it doesn't have to be that black and white and the research that they do, it's okay. Or that it, it matters that it, it matters to them too. 
that it's their own culture that they're researching to and this personal perspective within this research that they're researching, whatever it is, it doesn't matter, right? There's just this element of bringing in yourself as the researcher, this sort of, if you want to say third party as a researcher, but it melds together of who you are as a person and your culture and what it is. And you can't deny the two of them. They're not mutually exclusive that in this particular research way that they usually are in the other kinds of methods. And that is just so interesting, but it matters. It matters for this kinds of research to do indigenous research in this way. And so the question prompts for this paper that we have to write really talks about, again, my educational professional journey in this space, but really asking, I want to say personal questions, but just questions of why, you know, what brought us here? What challenges have you faced? What kind of topics are you interested in? And then we had to read two articles out of a list of nine. I think I may have mentioned that. You have to reflect and react on each of them, right? Pulling from the articles and bringing it back to myself, right? What does it mean to me? What resonated with me? Why did I choose these two articles? What parts of these articles that I liked so much, you know? What did I find similar or different from their stories to my own story? And to have that sort of self-reflection in that way and then comparing it to these authors that are far more advanced in the field than I am, you know, clearly I'm just a student and, you know, they've, they've already gotten their PhDs and are doing research in this area. It took me a while to figure out how am I similar in their journeys? You know, we're on two different levels here, you know, three different levels probably, you know, I'm just starting off. I'm a novice. I almost don't even want to call myself a researcher. I feel like I'm not. Student researcher, sure. But a researcher like they are, no, I don't put myself on the same level as them, you know. So I struggled with answering that question prompt for my paper of what similarities do I have from the two authors and then what differences do I have, I, I feel like was a little easier. And also, I don't consider, and I wrote this in my paper, that I don't consider myself indigenous, you know. And there was a bunch of readings that we had of the different kinds of organizations, you know, like the UN, for example, trying to figure out what the definition of indigenous means so that they can make policies and recommendations and these policies are for, for protections, right, and, and for indigenous people. But you need to define who is indigenous first. And I thought those are really great reads because I feel like everyone's got a different definition. Some of the readings that we had, I think, offered up like four or five different organizations bringing similar but different ideals into what makes these groups of people indigenous, right? What would make a person indigenous? And the problem with that is you can exclude certain people or include too many people for loopholes, right? And I think they're just trying to close a loophole possibly or not try to exclude people for it. And I think that's always the tough part of it. I don't know. It's just for some reason, it was just, I want to say hard. It was just really interesting. I, I'm always just saying that, but it's just the approach to this kind of research is just so different and so not what we're used to that, I don't know, how can we, or how can I find a way to make this part of my own? I, I'm really starting to think about, I don't think I'm, my research is going to be this kind of topic, but 
I love storytelling and putting myself as the researcher part of the research. I feel like I I don't know that I I to me that's easier writing than like the normal kind of western traditional kind of research that we've been learning for the past couple of years. Just a lot of crazy stuff going on in in just 2 weeks and I've already gotten the email uh announcement for what we're going to do for week 3. So I mean, we I am approaching like the halfway point and I, I can't wait to see what else we have to do. And I I can't wait for the second half to open up. The modules in Canvas already gave us the first three weeks. And you know me, I'm just like a nerd like that. And, I you know, I've already read it. Not the content that's in it, but I've already seen what's coming. But now I want to know what happens in the second half of summer, right? Because there's only six weeks and we're on week three now. So we're at the halfway point. So now I'm just like curious, like, what are we going to do for the second half? You know, especially me having to go on vacation and having to do classwork, you know, outside of the home. That's what's different. I need to manage my time and expectations and the workload of what I'm going to do while traveling. That's all I got, guys. It's a it's a short one, I think, for this week. But, you know, I've only got one, one summer class, so I don't expect this to be super long. But I can't wait to share with you whatever happens in week three and the kinds of work that I'm going through and the different kinds of discussion that happens in this particular discussion forum about our personal biography. But if anything, I will see you next week on the pod.